with another my funny friends uh i'm your host drew harrison alongside my lovely super appreciated co-host mr will abels will how you doing buddy are you pausing because you forgot my name (laughs) pausing for dramatic effects sir all right i just want you to feel loved buddy okay i just want you to feel loved that's i'm glad someone does i'm glad someone does yeah that was, a, that, was a, that was a different Christmas. That was a different kind of Christmas this year. <laughs> we got a very special guest for you. I got to uh, hang out with this dude uh, not before the madness. Well, I guess it was in the middle of the madness. I don't know. Sometimes in the madness. Yeah, we got yeah, to hang yeah. out in uh, in Charleston at one of uh, the fabulous Keith D affairs. And uh, we just hit it off. And uh, as soon as we started doing this podcast, I was like, we got to have him on uh, from Charlotte, North Carolina. Don Garrett. Don, how you doing, buddy? Man, I'm good, man. I'm good, man. I'm good. Uh, thanks to Will and Drew, you guys, for having me, man. Oh, uh, what's course. up, everybody? My funny friends audience, man. Uh, thanks, guys, for having me, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, dude. You uh, you you made that night. Like, you you went first, and you kicked it off, and you uh, let the audience know, we're going to laugh tonight. <laughs> um, man, that, you you went out there and killed it, man. I'm um, just watching you work. I know that was the first time we met, man. But you know how um, you know you're friends with people on Facebook, and then you meet them in person. Yeah, and, yeah. And so it was good to meet, man. And I, I watched you crush it, man. It was awesome. Oh, so it was you, another man. another great, yeah, another great Keith D production, man. So oh, man. Shout he out puts to on D. the best. Have you gotten to do a Keith D show yet? What? Yeah. No, not yet. Um, I know Keith. But I have not gotten to do a show yet because I haven't made it down that that far. Ah, I got you. I got yeah. you. It's I can't recommend it more. It's every yeah. I've done two of his shows now and they're both fantastic. Yeah, always Excellent. phenomenal, man. Always. Yeah. Well, Don, I always like to kick it off with what year and where did you start stand up comedy? Man, so oh take me down memory lane, Drew. Um <laughs> The uh the the first the first uh it was June, I believe it was twenty-sixth of twenty seventeen. And I had uh my first show, I took a stand-up comedy class in Charlotte and uh we had our first show at the at actually the comedy zone, man. So that was the first time um after the graduation, that was my first time on stage. So June twenty-sixth of twenty seventeen. Nice, nice. Wow, so that's, you, that's cool you, you remember the date. Right. I I remember yeah, it. Yeah, it's the me, man. Yeah, that's good, man. So what what possessed you to uh to take a class? What what got you out there? Uh believe it or not, man, um it was my friend. I'm originally from Virginia, um the Richmond area and um it's Memorial Day of, of 2015 and I was at the house of my good friend John Brown and we were in the kitchen, man, we're drinking, we're eating, we're laughing and I'm just acting a fool, man, and they're like um hey, you need to go tell jokes at the Funny Bone, which is one of the comedy oh, clubs. Funny Bone. Yeah, yeah. 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 One of the clubs in Richmond, you know, they have two now with the same man. And so I'm like, ah, you know, I don't have anything. Yeah, I don't have no material. So I moved to Charlotte and I'm working in insurance, man. And, you know, I'm cracking up my my, my coworkers and they're like, you need to do stand up. So um, I called my mom that day and I said, hey, I think I was uh, I was I think I was given a message in Richmond that I didn't hear. So I'm going to try <laughs> this in Charlotte. And um, almost five years later, man, it's the best decision I ever made, bro. Yeah, caught, oh, you caught, cool. caught the fever. <laughs> yeah, man, I, I got I got bit by it, man. It was that first that first hit of laughter that you know it's like you're you it's like you're chasing it, man. Like I don't know if you've ever met a real live crackhead, right? But like that's why they stay crackhead. <laughs> They're chasing that feeling of that first high. Well, yeah. me as a comedian, I love making people laugh, but I'm still chasing that that first that first high again, yeah. man. It feels good. You'll continue to chase it. <laughs> I hate to oh tell yeah, you. oh yeah, gonna, for sure. It's not gonna get easier. <laughs> no, bro, no. That was the biggest laughs I ever got, man. I'm still chasing that to this day. <laughs> Have you gone back and done shows in Richmond since? Yeah, actually, uh, we had one back in uh, my actual hometown of close to Emporia, Virginia. Um, so we had one there. But I've done a few shows in the Richmond area. I've worked on um, with Jason uh, Jason Kleeman, Mike J, Lazarus Hamlin, Mukuzo, and a few other comics up there, Nick Bees. So I've been oh, able Nick, to yeah. go back. And, yeah, Nick's my guy, man. So I've been yeah, able to go dude. back and 
Yeah, he is, man. Um, and do shows and, you know, just put on for the hometown crowd, man. So it's a blessing to, you know, go back home and perform and have family and friends come out of support, man. So it's, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, great. Yeah, Will's uh, Will's from uh, Maryland, so yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. You you right know. around the corner, bro. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm from up in Hagerstown, uh, so I'm like yeah. two hours, three hours from Richmond, I think it is. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, yeah, you're right, right up in that area, man. Um, I go through there, of course. Um, around that way when I'm in DC and stuff. Um, and then I have yeah. family out that way near Hagerstown, man. So that's pretty cool. I know that Will. All right, we might be cousins, yeah. bro. <laughs> <laughs> the only place I've ever performed in Virginia was Kazi's. Have either one of y'all done Kazi's? <laughs> Newport mm. News? Yeah. Oh, boy. You, man, listen, Kazi's, man, I haven't done Kazi's, um, but Kazi's has a rep, man, and it's a good <laughs> yeah. one, though. Yeah. <laughs> it was, a, a it was an interesting Sunday show. Oh, <laughs> oh you have me a Sunday show. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, yeah, hey, I'm, they had dollar tacos, so your boy was okay. <laughs> Man, you can't you can't you can't lose with that man nah. but if you if you did Kazi's, bro you're a trooper man so you i already respect i already respected the hell out of you it was on the way not we started off the week strong we were on our way to do <laughs> 10 days in new york 10 days of just yeah. terrible open mics in new york we started off yeah. with Kazi's. yeah <laughs> uh, the highlight man. of that trip was a 30 second mic in a glass room at the old creek in the cave 30 second yeah, you got 30 seconds. Like, you got lit at 30 seconds. 30 they, seconds? They kicked I don't you remember. off for a minute. It was a minute, but they let you at 30 seconds. They're like, come on. Oh, my God. Wow. I remember doing a minute one there. I remember doing two minutes, and it the light did feel like it came on at 30 seconds. Yeah, but it was, it, it was a minute. Hmm. Yeah, talk about a quickie. Jeez. Yeah, yeah you, had one, yeah. you had one joke real quick to hit him. And it was a room full of comics. There was no audience member. Like, get out of here. Oh, no. yeah, no, yeah. So, uh, yeah. yeah, no, it, it's all punchline. Yeah, that, that, okay. You you guys are troopers, man. I yeah. My hat's off to you. Like, yeah. people don't know being out on the road entails a lot of that stuff plus some. Yeah. Yeah, but you've been get, you've been hitting it hard, man, before, you know, everything shut down and all that good stuff. But you were, you were getting out there. I saw your <sighs> yeah, name everywhere. Man. It was great trying my best man um to be honest you know i know the covid thing came and um i mean uh you know we're blessed in charlotte to not have been you know completely shut down by it and, you know we have some some things closed a lot of venues closed that did host shows and mics and things but um that's giving birth to new spaces and new shows and new mics so mm -hmm. that's you know a blessing. but i to be honest man and and i'll be completely uh transparent i feel like i'm still trying to find my mojo you know that's fair. I, I yeah. feel like that's real, man, because, you know, when you're hitting it every day and, you know, when you're a professional comic, such as, you know, we all are, you're hitting it every day. You're used to going to do your time. I was doing 30 minutes, like, on a nightly basis, and then COVID came, and yeah. it just took all that away, and I've been blessed to have good shows, but I still, I feel like I'm still trying to find my footing, yeah. and that's the part that, that's the part that comedians won't talk about in the open. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That, that was, uh, I've been in Nashville for uh, coming up in a year now. And I remember the, like, I think around, no, thank you. Um, I think it was around March. I went to go see Brad Sativa's show, Brunch of Laughs at Zany's. And I was like watching the show. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, and I'm watching the show and I was thinking, because this is basically after a year of being locked in, right? And I was watching the show and I was like, I would die to be on that stage. But if I got on right now, I would bomb so hard. <laughs> And so, I mean, there's so a I whole thing kept, about being prepared. Yeah. And so I just kept like, all right, I'm not going to ask to do Zanies. I'm not going to ask to do Zanies. Finally come around October. I'm like, okay, now I feel like I finally remember how to do stand up, and then got, fortunately got to do Zanies a few times before we got hit with this next wave. So it was cool. See, but yeah, I know what you mean. It just takes that time. I was yeah, kind of on the opposite. Like, don't get me wrong. The first few shows out of quarantine were rough like the rust was <laughs> real but yeah. on a weird level like i needed the break yeah. i was able to reset some things go over some things and kind of kind of hit reset on like who i was on stage you know what i mean like i got mm, to re okay. i was cutting up so many clips to put online because i mean that was all we had to reach people i was cutting so much so many clips up that i saw myself so much I was able to be like, don't do that. I don't like that. Why yeah. are you doing that? So yeah. I got to like, almost like analyze. I got to watch tape, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I got to reevaluate things. It was good. It was a good break for me. 
yeah, man, you had time to just watch the game film. And I feel like, you know, for a lot of us, like, we'll watch it, you know, in regards to our sets and things. But most of the time, if it's a video, we're usually sending it to bookers or comedy festivals or things like that. So I know we'll listen to a lot of the audio, um, the audio but I mean, the video is just as important, man. So watching right. the game yeah. Watching you're, the game you're sitting film, there watching it. Better. You're like, what's wrong with yeah. that? What is that? What is that hand doing? Why is that hand? What's, what's going <laughs> yeah, on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The mystery hand, man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm kind of like that. Now, l- let me ask you guys this. Now, speaking of videos, do you find yourself hating like your old videos? Oh, boy. Uh, so when we went on that tour together, uh, <laughs> I, sh- I showed Will a super old clip of mine. And within 30 seconds, we both were looking at each other like, <laughs> I was like, hey, can you take this off YouTube? And he was like, I can't. I can't. Yeah. It's not even my video. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah I got- I got got like that, man, to where, you know, and I mean, I'm not upset because it was a terrible set, but there there was a comedian that apparently was recording sets at their show, and now it's on YouTube, and I found it, and I'm not like... telling y'all? Yeah, he didn't tell anybody. We didn't sign any consent forms or nothing like that, and I'm just like, this, this is my material. You can't have it, but it, like I said, it was a terrible show, which is fine by me, <laughs> but, you know, just the whole thing, I'm like, bro, if you're going to record, at least ask first. Exactly. That's all you got to yeah. do. And I mean, even word it to like, hey, and we'll give you your recording after the show. Right. Don't just take yeah. it. This is not your material. And if you want these terrible jokes that I told, you can have them. I tell better ones. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. yeah. we, we, we had something like that happening here in Nashville a while back where it wasn't malicious. It was just kind of a lack of education in comedy where yeah. we just had people like were because in, in their core, they were trying to promote the scene. They were trying to promote comics and everything, right? But they were recording people on their phone and putting it on like Instagram stories. Uh, but, yeah. but they weren't muting it or anything. So jokes were getting People's taken out of context. Yeah. And yeah, and it was becoming like a problem. Yeah. And then just like when someone finally called it out, that became a fight of its own because some people didn't understand like, well, why are you calling this out? It's like, because he's, he's right. Wrong. You, you shouldn't. And like, yeah. if you're going to post it, with the audio, you have to just be like, hey, do you mind if I post it? So, I had these this couple come up to me at, at a dead crow mic one time. And it's when I first started doing one of my favorite jokes, the Indian outlaw joke. Hmm. Uh, and I was still working it. You know what I mean? Like the ending wasn't where I wanted it, but I was still getting laughs from it. But these, they came up to me outside and they're like, man, that was so good. We didn't get it this week, but tell that joke next week and we'll record it and put it online. And I was like, yeah, no, no, don't, no. And no. they were just, they just sat there like, but why? Like, they just yeah. truly didn't understand. They thought they were helping me yeah, and promoting me. But I was like, I don't have any control over that. Please don't do that. Or someone right. switches to like IG live or TikTok live. Like you'll see that in the audience. Uh, that happened to Dead Crow too when we were there. Uh, Amy had to come tell this kid. And he was, you know, he's like 20, 21. He was a young guy. But he was just like recording you guys. And I was like, is he recording? And I was like, hey, I think he might be recording. And then she was like, what are you doing? Stop it. And it was just, but he was just doing a live stream. So it was yeah. like, not even like he was keeping it, you know? Yeah. What? That's a yeah, People just yeah. don't understand, man. They don't get it. Yeah. Well, so, so going back a little bit. So Don, you're from Richmond, right? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Were you like, were you growing up? Were you like the, were you the class clown? Were you like kind of like a reserved guy that just was like, I can be funny in front of my friends, but don't put me in front of a big group or like what you think, you know, what, what was kind of your uh, overall personality? Man, um, it was kind of a little bit of both, man, honestly, because um, I, you know, I still have a reserved laid back side as well. Um, but then again, I'm also extroverted, which is a crazy dynamic. Um, I think it was because I got bullied. I was fat growing up and I'm still fat uh, yeah. now, but it just looks, it just <laughs> looks good breath. now because I'm an adult. Um, yeah, yeah. But I was, you know, being a, a chubby kid, man, and I never really had any comebacks. And then I just got tired of getting picked on. And I just roasted people and I just yeah. said whatever came to mind and people started laughing. And I was like, well, maybe this, maybe I can do this in front of, you know, my friends and things. So then I start, you know, really kind of developing into who I am and, you know, really finding out that I, I can make people laugh. And then I, I, as I, as I started to talk to more people and, and, um, you know, really start feeling confident about myself. I started feeling better talking to larger groups of people. And, mm-hmm. and then I grew, up in, I grew up in church anyway. And you know one thing about Black church. If you're a kid in there, you're going to do something. Whether it's usher <laughs> and the choir stand, you might preach a sermon one Sunday. You don't know. Yeah, um, so I haven't preached always, a sermon before. <laughs> I've, I've, I've been comfortable talking in front of crowds, but, you know, I wasn't always comfortable telling jokes in front of crowds. 
Yeah. Right, I had to cool. do that growing up. We had this thing, old Southern Baptist Church. We had Youth Sunday. Yeah. Uh, Ours was second Sunday, bro. Yeah. We had to do the whole shebang. I had to preach. I had two. I got, I got two sermons under my belt. Yo, uh, two? Two. Oh, man, you should put those at the end of like your next comedy album. Oh, man. I, if I could oh, remember. Yeah. I kind of, I kind of like Will Ferrell old school. It. Like, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> you my boy blue yeah i got i got through it with some notes but it was true, you would look so good i can see you in a robe i can like this this should be the this is like the next phase of of drew harrison is just always like in a robe <laughs> like the evolution the evolution of drew yeah. I mean, I've been waiting to wear a robe in public and it be accepted. For a long time, so. Like we switched the hat. The hat gets like I already it. wear joggers, yeah. you know, socially approved sweatpants. So yeah, yeah. the robes yeah. neck. I'm down. As, joggers and a robe. As soon as those became appropriate to wear in public, you were like, I'm buying every pair. See, I was, <laughs> I, I was against it. And my wife was like, get a pair. I think it'll look good on you. And I bought them and I was like, you're never getting me out of these. Please buy every color. <laughs> I I current I currently am wearing joggers. So, yes, aren't they the uh, best? <laughs> I I am right there on the comfort train along with you, bro. They I are the best. I can wear these without draws. All right, so so you start off and uh, grow up in Richmond. They they tell you to start comedy. You say no, thank you for the time being. You yep. move to Charlotte. You take the class. All right, you're fresh out of the class. What what happens now? What's next? Yeah. Ooh, what happens next is I panic. Jeez, man. <laughs> I, I panic. Like the whole comedy world's been given to me in six weeks. And I'm like, well shit, now I gotta go do this myself. Um I gotta go so, to mics. What? <laughs> yeah. So that's when I started exploring the mics, man. And I started being a lot of my uh, you know, good friends in Charlotte, a lot of my poor friends and things. And man, there was this one open mic that I used to frequent all the time. Every Wednesday night, it was amazing. It was an Eagle Speak, which was like a little tea coffee shop. Oh, okay. But it was an open mic there. I don't know what um, it is with tea shops and comedy, man. I started doing <laughs> comedy at a tea shop. That's great. I did a, I did a, New York, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I like, I don't know what it is, man. I used to drink green tea before I did my jokes. All so, right. Yeah, you know, work out the vocal cords. Yeah, yeah, So I used to frequent Eagle Speak, man, and that's why I kind of, um, you know, got my chops, man. I did my first 10-minute set there. Um, that's why I first met Bob Meyer, who's like a Charlotte comedy legend, man. Um, king of the one-liners. I love that guy. I met a lot of my good friends there, man. I miss Eagle Speak. Um, they closed. I started uh, comedy 2017, so they closed, I think, about around 2018 or so, but it was sucks. a good run, man. They had a good run, but it was a very, I felt comfortable there. I felt at home. It was warm dim lights you know you can still see a lot of stuff but just a warm environment man for comedy so um i met a lot of good uh good people over there man and that's why i kind of hold my skills at eagle speak i did a lot of open mics around the city pretty much all that we had but eagle speak was the place that i, I started cutting my teeth okay now t tell me how the charlotte scene was in 2017 man imagine like the scene in 2017 man like it wasn't non-existent because like we your did. phone knew your phone was like yeah, <laughs> yeah don't ask me phone. this question <laughs> yeah. yeah my phone was adding like an android i uh, <laughs> 2017 was different man because it was a lot of open mic okay. the showcases were few and far between and if you got on a showcase like you were you were kind of doing something you know but that was really until the new wave of comedians came along and started producing independent shows which opened up a lot of possibilities. So between 2018 and 2019, it was pivotal. We had rooms opening up all over the place. You were able to get, you know, more opportunities um, and you were able to do longer sets. You didn't have to stay and do the 10, 15. If you were capable of doing 20, 30, you could start getting booked for that, <clears throat> which was, which is kind of cool, man. So back in 2017, Charlotte was, as comedy wise, it was like a dystopian society. <laughs> and and now, and, and now in, in 2021 like we're a little bit closer to winning the hunger games but we're still hungry so um yeah that is it's different though man it's different it changed in a sense that you know the people in charlotte really started to become more um open to comedy and coming out the shows especially after covid anyway because they took you know they 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 didn't think about it and then it was gone and they're like oh no we, we want to do this now we want to do this now so that's been good. COVID definitely reset the audience theme. Comedy in 2017 in Charlotte, it, some of it from one word, it was different. Okay. Yeah. 
I, I understand. <laughs> like, it's it's so funny to me because you know, coming up in North Carolina as well, uh, being from a different part of North Carolina, like you didn't really know what was going on in Charlotte at any given time. Yeah, I feel like it had say, its hot yeah. its hot years, and then it's had its non-existent years. Then it had yep. hot years, and then non-existent. It's just it's so funny to me and. You know, of course, you got the 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 headquarters, the comedy zone there. You know what I mean? And it's like they they also know that the scene's up and down. So like they're just like yeah. we're gonna do our own thing. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's how I always felt with like whenever I go through North Carolina, it was like, well, Raleigh and Greensboro uh, were always like kind of in touch. And then like they're like, yeah, you could go to Wilmington, but if you're not doing Dead Crow, you know, at the time it was like I don't, you know. And then <laughs> yeah. Asheville was its own thing. And I just felt like yeah. Charlotte was always like, I would, I would like, 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 I didn't even associate it with like North Carolina at that point, you know, like it was like, I, it was just, I think it's, it was its own. Yeah. The, the first time I ever did comedy in Charlotte was at this bar called Fitzgerald's. Yo, <laughs> rest in peace to Fitzgerald's man. I used to go uh, after the Hornets games. When that's the thing is they, there was a Clemson game and we had to wait for the game to be over to start yeah, our open mic. Yep. Oh, wow. <laughs> I think this was like 2016. Football reigns supreme in Charlotte. Um, I actually was running uh, the room that I wanted to book you on Will at, uh, the yeah. Trail House down yeah. in Indian uh, Trail. Yeah. <clears throat> I was running that room and was looking to turn it into a ticketed event because of football. And the owner ended up telling me, hey, well, you know, can we just, um, I guess, stop until the end of football season? And I was like, uh, okay. Football reigns supreme. Football, like, there's nothing in Charlotte that's more important than football. Not which, even Billy Graham. Which is funny, and I can say this because I'm a Panthers fan, but why this year? <laughs> <laughs> Panthers fans, man, like, I, I like the Panthers, but there are some, you know, there are some fans that that I don't know if they were, like, transplant Cowboys fans or what. <laughs> to have that arrogance about them. <laughs> yeah, it's always there. It's, it's our year. Damn, that, no, you know. No. Die yeah, like, terrible decision. I'm like, okay, okay. I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm a Packers fan. I, I got no beat. I'm like, yeah. go beat up the Falcons fans. Don't, right. don't yeah. hit me. Not me. Calm down. I just when Cam- Aaron Rodgers. No, not, not me. Yeah. I'm, I'm not in supreme fighting shape. Yeah. yeah. Well, whenever, whenever I was hyped about Cam coming back, I was like, did anyone watch him play the last like? That exactly, <laughs> like, exactly. They thought I, he was going to step even... through a portal when he came back right. to Charlotte. Like, I'm back. Like, no, you're not. Yeah, and I like I don't even watch yeah, football like, that much, but I was even like, that doesn't sound like it's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like somebody's deadbeat dad coming back after like two years. He's like, oh, I love me. He's like, Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah, it's like R- Ricky Bobby. Damage is done. Back, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it broke my heart yeah. already. Mm-mm. I got nothing right. to love I you with. No yeah. I got nothing. Well, you, we talked about Charlotte kind of being up and down, but the more I see online, you're, you're, you're up more now. You know what I mean? Like you got the queen city comedy experience, you know, you got, it looks like you got shows everywhere. How did Charlotte as a scene kind of come together to, to build it up? Cause I'm, I, you can't do it. You know, people looking out for themselves. Like we've talked about this plenty of times. You kind of, you got to come together on some level. You can still have your disagreements and everything, but on some level you got to come together. Uh, as a scene to boost it up the way it appears Charlotte has. Charlotte came together because of the work of comedians such as Tara Brown, such as Lauren Ansley, such as Chris DiOrio, such as Chris Corrado, and a lot of other comics, the Evan Pittfields, J.D. Colwells, a lot of comics that came in and we all had the same ideas and the same want for the city, which was to make it a better place for comedy, make it a comedy hub. There are a lot of arts in Charlotte, but Charlotte as a city in itself really doesn't have an identity. Like it's the queen city, <clears throat> but there are way less Charlotteans in the city than there are transplants. Yeah, I'm, being sure. one of the tra- I'm being one of the transplants. So, you know, you talk about the New Yorks, the LA's, the Chicago's, you know, even the Houston's, the Austin's, the San Antonio's, other bigger comedy scenes and how did they achieve that? And it's the independent circuit. And yeah, as independent yeah. as independent producers, we all got together um, because we all ring shows. We all got together and we saw a need for stage time. And I mean, no disrespect to anybody, but why wait in line when we have the power to go and create your own platform? Understandable. So, 
Exactly. So with us, we book each other. We work each other's rooms. You know, you can have a little, you can run a little gambit in Charlotte. At one point, there were three open mics on certain Wednesdays. You could run the gambit. But it's because we all had the same ideas, goals, and wants. We want the scene to be better. We want the scene to be bigger. We want the scene to be the best that it can. And because we have this like-minded ideas and notions, we're going to help the city and help out comedians and help whoever else wants to do that. So as independent producers, we band together and we don't have, you know, the resources such as clubs or anything like that. But what we do, man, I'm damn proud of us. I'm damn proud of us for what we do and what we have done and what we're continuing to do. And so I, I, I thank those comments. I thank those comedians for having that mindset, for seeing that need and sharing in that, that want to make the city better. It's not about you know, us as individuals, it's about us as a whole. Everybody will have their time to shine, reach up the ladder, climb up, all that good stuff like that. But we want to show people that you can make it from Charlotte. That's yeah. awesome, man. <laughs> I wish you could take that speech and go to every scene in America right now. Like, <laughs> yeah. Listen to this man. Yeah, actually, we'll, hey, take, we'll take this sound bite and we'll put it up on the Nashville stand-up page. Just <laughs> make sure everyone, everyone hears it because we have the same kind of mentality of like we have a ton of independent shows right now, more so than Mike's. We need smoking hot over there, man. Nashville yeah. is smoking hot for comedy. Yeah. yeah, and it's going great. But we have a lot of like most people have the same mindset that they want to build the scene, they want to make the scene the best it can possibly be. We still sort of do it in groups, but but, but yeah, a big Charlotte positive, yeah. But a big positive is that Zany's also has that end goal. And so when you have like your main club having the end goal of wanting to promote the scene as well as they can, that helps the independent scene thrive as well because they'll give people a chance and they'll, you know, so it's, it's good. It's, it's all good I, stuff. I, I will say this, man, and I will go on record saying this. Nashville is blessed to have Lucy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like sure. Zanies, Nashville is super blessed to have Lucy. Um, you talk about someone that gets it. I've only met Lucy once. And when I did, I think one of those Yazoo competitions over yeah. at... Oh, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I met a lot of great comics over there, man. But Lucy was just so down to earth. And, you know, you can tell she cares about comedy. And we know a lot of the same people who <laughs> are Charlotte Comedy. And just talking philosophies and things, man. So it's so dope that you guys have her um, as one of the driving forces on the scene. And I, I think that, you know, you guys working together has made Nashville what it is, man. So kudos yeah. to you guys, like, yeah, for making Nashville the comedy powerhouse that it is growing to be. Oh, you know. Well, it's, yeah, it's just me and Drew. It's just me, Drew, and yeah. Lucy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they call us the holy trio around here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's Lucy and Shane. Like, yeah, yeah. But it's, it's, it's no, but great, are, man. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. hard. Like, I, I was so blessed starting in Wilmington, having, you know, Timmy and, and Amy and Cole backing the comics as much as they do and giving local comics so much access to watching headlining sets and opening for your favorite comedians and just learning and growing. So it's so refreshing. You know, you, you're so scared when you move to a new scene. Like, please let it be like that. You know, and so yeah, yeah. I, I picked right up where I left off in Wilmington, you know, with a, a GM that truly cares about the local scene as well. You know, that's, yeah. pretty, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Just like watching a comic as like watching the, the top tier of comedy, right. As a young comic or whatever, or even where, even where you're at, where we're at now, it's, it's so educational and great. And so to get that opportunity, like I, I did a festival once. I'm not going to say where, but it was festival once. <laughs> and there were like a couple of, the, the guy just, it was a very, very tiny town. And the guy had Ben Kronberg and Rosebud Baker. I love and, watching Ben work, dude. Yeah, yeah. And he's awesome. And I don't know if you've yeah. ever done the Denver Comedy Lounge, but he's just like a comics comic. He books great. It's like, that's a whole other story, whatever. But he also had Maria Bamford. So he had Maria Bamford oh, in the theater. What a lineup, yeah. dude. Right. So we had Maria Bamford in the theater and he had, uh, Rosebud and Ben in the club and he wasn't letting any of the comics in for free but the town's small enough they couldn't fill all of them so as the show started it was like well comics can buy tickets and then it became okay comics can come in for free and at that point yeah. we were all like no we're already we're already like fuck you man like we we yeah, were already right. all at the bar just like hanging out and networking and doing the rest of the stuff with. yeah so it was just one of those things where it was like that's a, a person that didn't understand the value of like okay it was an unpaid festival Everyone traveled. All the shows sucked except for the three that were happening right there. <laughs> Let just us get in to see, yeah, like just getting to see Ben work or Maria work or, or even Rosebud to a degree would have been 
amazing. That would have been worth the trip, you know? Yeah. Despite yeah. it being one of my favorite towns, which I, I wish I could call it out, but I don't want to knock it because it does have a good scene. This guy was not part of that scene. It's a whole thing. You know how it goes. <laughs> yeah, I know. I got you, man. But like you said, everybody in comedy, everybody in comedy doesn't get it. You know, yeah, it's, right, right. It's, essentially, as you said, you know, it's already unpaid. We've already, you know, spent our hard-earned money to get here. They want so, us to buy the shirts. They want us to buy the shirts for the festival. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah that is that is wild. Um, no, I, I stole mine. I stole <laughs> mine. I walked up and they were like, "That's twenty dollars," and I said, "No, it's not." That's bro. They're not gonna catch me. I didn't run. I power walks. I did power. I did pick up. <laughs> New balance. You gotta wait. Got I was pumping yeah. the arms and everything. <laughs> All right. So let's let's check back in on your timeline. So it's 2017. Yeah. You you uh, hitting the open mics, networking, meeting some comics. Like, kind of take me where where's where where's Don Garrett and Charlotte going forward from there. So, you know, from there, I'm hitting open mics and I'm meeting people and, you know, meeting other comics and things like that. And I started to I started to build a reputation in Charlotte because um, I was doing, you know, shows and, and, and things and nobody wanted to go first. Everybody, nobody wanted to go first, man. Same here, man. Same, because at, at first it started off, you know, it was a challenge. And they're like, you know, whether they're eating, ordering or something like that, you're the first comic up. Are they really going to be paying attention? I'm going to make you pay to- attention. Precisely. And that was my thing. And it got to the point where I started to open and I'm not even going to firm it. This is going to sound crazy, but opening, there were a few comics going in spots behind me that couldn't follow. Mm-hmm. It's a great and, feeling, isn't it? Oh man, it's amazing. It's amazing, man, because you set the tone for the show. And then from there, I started earning a reputation as a good opener. So then people just started, okay, cool. Don's opening, Don's opening, Don's opening. And then it got to be being in the right place at the right time. Hey man, do you got? Can you stretch it to fifteen? Can you stretch it to twenty? You know, hey, can you can you hold down the middle? Can you feature? Can you you know? And then constantly building your time and being in the right place at the right time. You fast forward about you know four years later, and you know a lot of shows I'm closing out, or you know I'm doing thirty minutes, or I've you know been booked for forty five. I'm booked for an hour. You know, um, last weekend featuring with Mike Spingberg. Um, yeah, I love Mike. Such a good man. Guy. I, I, man, love Mike. Man, that's my guy. So. You know, just from taking on that challenge and being the guy that's saying, hey, nobody else wants to open, I'll do it. That gave me a chance to hone my skills and to really just kind of bring it in and just figure out what form <laughs> I wanted to be. And I perform, I'm high energy on stage. I'm jumping around, I'm animated, you know, I'm laughing, I'm moving and stuff. And that all came because I felt like opening the show I got to get these people attention. I got to hit them with energy. I got to be the guy that comes out. Yo! And whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, Someone immediately chokes at a chicken tender. Hey, that's a credit. Yeah, man. So I wanted to be that guy. And that influenced my performance style of how I am on stage anyway. So yeah, 2017, man, just coming up through the ranks. And then I got the opportunity to start producing shows. And then I got to meet a lot of comics because I was booking them um, and then performing with them as well, man. I got to meet a lot of other people as far as, you know, owners and venue owners and things like that in Charlotte and being referred, man. So it all started just by me being like, hey, I'll do this. I'll be the guy to do that. Nobody else wants to do that. Nobody wants to take this room. Nobody wants to produce this show. Being in the right place at the right time, man, has afforded me a lot of opportunities to really be where I'm in. I am today, man. And it's just, it's just been a blessing. Yeah. Nice, man. Yeah. Taking, taking the, taking the tough spot led to uh, some success. Yeah. Yeah. It was a personal challenge, man, a personal challenge. And I wanted to see if I could do it and everything that I do in comedy, I want to see if I can do it. I'm always looking to test the boundaries. I'm always looking to get better. I'm always looking to take those opportunities. Even sometimes there are rooms that are deemed tough or, you know, impossible or something like that. Sometimes I want to check and I want to see, and it forces me to do something different. Maybe I got to go off the rails. Maybe I got to do a little bit more crowd work than I normally have to. Maybe I just have to freestyle a little more. Or maybe, you know, I can get it to the point where I can still work in my jokes. It just all depends. So every room is different. And I want to be the guy to go in that room and diagnose what does this room need? That's awesome, yeah. man. What a great mindset to have, dude. Yeah. That's off to you for, for, for taking that approach, dude. That's fantastic. Yeah. 
I appreciate it, man. I only want to give the people what they want. And certain runs require certain, you know, other things, skill sets or activities or whatever else. Sometimes you have to be different. Sometimes you have to go in there and you have to mess with the band or play with the drums or you have to do something. But we as comedians, like, we're also entertainers. So not in a sense that, you know, you're up there just looking like a complete jackass, even though we, <laughs> even yeah. though we do it anyway. But as long as you leave that audience with a warm feeling and they laugh and they enjoyed your performance, that's 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 it, man. Like, that's that's the payoff. That's what we do it for. Oh, so, oh, so you, li- oh, you, <laughs> you like the audience. Oh, so you're doing it for the audience. Okay. I got <laughs> yeah, to switch this. I got to switch this up. <laughs> Yeah, they're you know I've heard I've heard of the comics, man. They're like, no, I do kind of, me, I do kind, of, and I love oh, no, that. I, yeah, yeah. So yeah, are you I buying all that. the tickets? Are you yeah. buying? Are you paying yourself? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, but well, you know, they're comic. Yeah, exactly, Drew, and that's a great point. That's there are people like there are people that are coming to see you. You know, a lot of people. I do comedy because I, I, it makes me feel good or something. Hey, to each his own. But yeah, sure. there, there's nothing like being able to go out. I don't want to just make an audience laugh. Like I want to connect. I want to, I want to yeah, sure. connect. I want, I want us to start off as strangers through the middle of my set. We're friends and body and we're cousins. We're, we're family. Like that's how I want my sets to go. I want to leave that crowd with an impression. I want to give them an experience. I, I want to give them their money's worth plus some. And even yeah. if it's free, I want to make them wish that they had paid for a ticket. Like that's or, or kind, come, and, that's, come back and pay for the next one. Yeah, ex- exactly. Yeah. That's how I approach. That's just my mindset and how I approach. It. That's that's, yeah. a, that's fantastic. I love to hear it. Like I, this is no longer a podcast episode. This is a instructional video for new comics. Yeah, you could you could pay you could pay six hundred dollars and do this at Comedy Zone, or you could just listen to this podcast today. <laughs> listen, listen, man, my funny friends, y'all. Listen, Drew Harrison and Will. Ables, okay. Listen to these guys, y'all. They can tell you how to do it. You're the one I'm dropping the knowledge right, right now. Yeah, right yeah. Now. We're just we're sitting going. Oh, it sounds like a good idea. Yeah, you're the one. You're <laughs> the one dropping all of it right now. You're you're building it up. You know, you're you're getting this great yeah. reputation in Charlotte, and then the world shuts down. How did you How did you respond to to that new obstacle? Do, do you remember uh, where you were when you realized you were like, I'm I'm done for a while. I was at McLean's in Blacksburg. Yeah, I had okay. I got booked by Bonkers Comedy Club. Bonkers, um, yeah, McLean's has a room, man. So I was featuring for uh, Brent Blakeney. Nah, and, yeah, uh, good yeah man, Mister Six Foot Seven. Yeah, and you know we had heard rumblings about this whole virus thing, but you know I get on my Facebook, yeah. man, and everybody's freaking out, like panicking. And I knew something was up when the attendance at the show was not what it was. It was still a good number. But they were like, they usually sell these things out. And that's like 100 people. And that night, it was about maybe 40. Mm. So that's when I knew. And then I got the official word about two weeks before I was to open for Bruce Bruce. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Where were you well, doing that, that at? Char- uh, that zone? was going to be. So that was going to be at the Roanoke Rapids Theater. Oh, um, God. Yeah. Oh, you're doing a theater? <laughs> and listen, man, it was my. It I'm was mad smart. for you. Look, yeah. you, oh, you want to make it? You want to make it worse, bro? It was my mom's birthday, March 21st. <laughs> my family and friends are coming out to the show. Everybody's bought tickets, and then boom, here's COVID. Shut. Oh down. man, oh, like you no. talking about two weeks of depression? I can. My, yeah, Jesus. Yeah, it it's it sucked, man, but. You know, as you said, I think we needed uh, that break. We needed that reset um, because fast forward, you know, that was, I think, March of 2020. And in September of 2021, I ended up filming my dry bar special. I was about to say, I think something ah, okay. pretty special happened in September. Yeah, comeback story. For you. Yeah, man. So a few days after my birthday, September 11th, you know, I'm filming a dry bar special. September the 12th, my godson's born. I wake up to the news in a hotel room like, it was just good, man. And it put everything yeah, into true. perspective. Like that yeah. show with Bruce Bruce at the, at that time, that was going to be the biggest show of my life. But we had to take a step back and reevaluate and prepare myself for what was coming, which I did not know was a dry bar special. So well, walk, yeah. walk us through, walk us through that, yeah. that process. How did, how did this, th- that come to be? Oh man, you know, I was presented with an opportunity and I didn't realize it um, to, to, at first to submit to do work for a college. 
you know, college okay. show. And I was like, okay. And so then, you know, I was asked, hey, have you ever done, you ever thought about doing dry bar? And I'm like, me? Me? <laughs> <laughs> me? Drop? I'd love to, you know, like, what am I going to say? I'd love to. <laughs> no, you know? thank you. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> And, and I do, and I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a clean comic. You know, I do clean comic. I can go off the rails when need be, but I'm a clean comic about right. 96% of the time. So, you know, I do church shows and things, birthday parties and what. Um, so I'm like, you know, sure. That was about, it was a, I think, a Tuesday night at about 11 o'clock. That Wednesday morning at 7, I got the message, you're confirmed for Dry Bar. No way. What a turnaround. That's great. Wow. Man, talk about like, shaking and so you know as comics man we like to announce it because validation is is part of what we do <laughs> right uh, like we, we need to be validated i got booked for it in about i think july or so so um i had august and september you know to get ready for it man and fly out to provo you know check into the hotel man um and you know i get there and just taking it all in like the flyers on the door and stuff and it was it was by far, man, one of the best experiences that I've ever had in my life. Just being blessed enough to, you know, do that dry bar. It, it, this is I'm 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 my my real name's Dante. I'm I'm Dante Garrett. I'm originally from Southampton County. Like this doesn't happen to people where I'm from. <laughs> like you know, people in my town they they just go to work every day. They aren't filming dry bar specials for yeah. like a million people, right? You know, to watch and stuff. So. That's just, it put everything into perspective, man. Like, I still think about it to this day, and I'll never forget it. And I'm just like, wow. Like, it's it's crazy, man. It is crazy. It was a surreal, top-notch, very, 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 very pleasant experience. Just the staff there, like, everyone from the producers. And they fly you out and put you up and all that good stuff, right? Yeah, got flewed out, man. So <laughs> Flewed <it> out? <laughs> got flewed out. It was cool, man. So for everybody that kind of you know, look at us sideways for telling jokes and stuff. It's like, ah, well, hey, it could happen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it could happen. This dry bar, when they, and for people that don't know that are listening, dry bar is a um, uh, a clean special. That's why, yeah, just I, maybe they put it together just want to make sure everyone knows it's a clean special. And that's what makes it so uh, important because it's hard to do clean comedy, especially for a long time. But does, so does dry bar, the way, do they, when they record these, are you doing multiple specials at once or is it just you? So you're doing multiple at once. So there okay, cool. that weekend, I shot my specials along with the amazing uh, Karen Morgan and also Smiley Joe Wiley. So it was cool to connect with them and meet as well. And, you know, I still chat with them all from time to time and stuff. But we shot our three specials simultaneously. So there were two, cool. there were two, two, two shows and they take, you know, two sets and things. And they, you know, that's how they make the special. Um, sure. Just for people that don't know, that's how specials are made. That's what Netflix um, does. The Netflix <laughs> half hours, they do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. But it was cool, though, man. So in between, you know, specials and cleaning up and waiting for the next crowd, you know, we got to chat comedy and order some food and stuff, man, and just eating kind of, you know, fellowship and talk and encourage each other. And just watching them, you know, pros for 20 plus years just go out there and effortlessly just like dismantle a crowd, man, like... I, I was in awe just watching it. I mean, I, I had a good set both times, but I was just watching them like, gee, man, like, yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, so it was it was great, man. Like, I, I took it all in. I learned a lot. I learned a lot. And um, I'm happy that I, I, I got to experience it. I was going to ask, how is the crowd in Utah? The crowd in Utah, surprisingly, man, um, you know, they like what they like. I mean, the dry bar is, you know, there, there's there's the, the saying that, you know, you have to be cleaner than clean or church clean, you know, um, because there are certain things that, you know, the audiences, they just, they don't, you know, they don't really want to laugh about or joke about, you know, marriage is huge and some other things like that. But oh, um, it, yeah, it's, it's a Mormon crowd, you know. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. So, so it's yeah. like religion in the South. You don't talk about religion in the South. You don't talk about marriage in Utah. Interesting. Yep, yeah, you don't say, yeah, exactly. You don't talk mm. about it. It's sacred, man. It's sacred. But that's, you know, one of the things, and there are some other, uh, some other things as well. And, but they, they were awesome because if you had any kind of, uh, jokes that you were questionable about, you could run it by them before the special and stuff. Okay. I mean, I, and I respect that. If you're going to have restrictions, at least let me ask questions. You know it, what I mean? Yeah. Cause I consider myself a fairly clean comic, but yeah, yeah my topics are, sometimes, like I don't cuss, but sometimes my topics don't go over so well in a clean audience 
you know. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a little uh, you know adultish, and that's the you know when it when it comes to clean man, like it's such a it's so no really, it's no de- it's no real definition. Clean yeah. is different. Yeah. Some people consider clean as just no cussing. Then right. some people that's that's the, that's the category no I follow. You know, no cussing. <laughs> you still clean, man. Some people are just like, oh, no cussing, no innuendo, no you know, yada yada yada. Yeah. That's a different kind of clean. You got church clean, yeah. you got corporate clean, you got college clean. Ah! Yeah, I got told by a, a clean comedy club, which I've recently found out isn't really that clean, but that I did too many drug st- stories. Really now? Yeah. So and and they're the ones posing. Yeah, Terrible. right. Mm-mm-mm. Terrible, man. They, they, they should have uh, smoked a little bit. Calm right. down. <laughs> you know? It would have went over way better. Just take a hit or two. You know what I mean? Like just yeah. chill out. Would've... It's basically legal in this country by now. They just call it Delta Eight now. You know, yeah. right? They decriminalized it. That yeah. means that if I smoke in public, I'm just gonna get a ticket. That's right. fine. Here's my twenty-five dollars. Yeah, I don't know if y'all have tried the Delta Nine stuff, but that's that's legal weed. They're that's legal weed. That's I think, it. Yo. I think most people just tried the the Delta variant. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks. I'll see you guys next week. <laughs> well, Abel's everybody. <laughs> <laughs> You just hear a gunshot in the background. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, when you came back from the, the dry bar special, how did you, were you able to capitalize some of that momentum into bringing it back to the scene with you? Uh, yeah, I was, man. Um, I was able to take that and um, I, I went into dry bar and I, I actually came out learning a lot, man, um, especially about my comedy style, about some more things that I wanted to try. And um, essentially, you know, just, challenging myself to say things that I wanted to say, but in other ways. Yeah. So it was a personal challenge, man, but I took that experience with dry bar and came and applied it. And I mean, luckily, man, like I was able to take that that momentum and roll it into a string of like really good shows and things like that. So I was able to do that, man. I was able to do a lot of uh, featuring opportunities as well as, you know, shows closing out and whatnot, man. So the momentum from dry bar, man, like I'm still riding it in a sense. It's just been, it's just been great, man. I'm only looking to capitalize. It's just kind of like a tidal wave, you know, started off, but I just want to make it, you know, bigger. And that's always the goal going, especially from one year to another, you know, how do you keep that momentum going into the next year? Like, you know, you add to it, what new project can you take on? What, what helps build the brand bigger and bigger and bigger? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that's the part where I was telling, you know, comics, they can learn a lot from you guys because just simply saying that not all comics are going to think about that. And I can already tell just hearing you say that, well, like you're always looking for ways to improve your set to get better, to to do, you know, what you need to do to be the best comic that you can be. And that's what we do. Not everybody has that mentality. Not everybody has that mindset. A lot of motherfuckers are lazy. They're just like, oh, I got laughs. Let me just keep doing these same jokes for the same you know, seven whatever. minutes oh, for, years. for years. That, yeah. that used to blow it's, my mind back in the US, <laughs> seeing guys that were like TV credit and fantastic comics and great people but they would be doing the same late night set like eight years on. And I was like, I get it. Like I have old jokes too, that I still throw into my set, but like, I still sprinkle in new jokes, you know, like, it's bored. like, like, why are yeah, we I'm doing like, this? Yeah. I'm like, like I'm, I'm bored of my new jokes now and they're yeah. not even four months old, yeah. you know, I'm already yeah. like, all right, I got to talk about something else, you know, it's, it's, it's routine, man. You know, I used to get asked all the time, you know, Hey, you know, telling the same jokes to the, you know, the crowds and things, how do you keep it fresh? How do you, I'm like, well, you know, they're the same jokes to me, but not everybody else, you know. Well, that's Yeah, and that's a tough yeah. mentality to get your head around because you yeah. get in your head and you're like, they know this is an old joke. And you're like, no, wait, yeah. I, I'm in I'm in Marfa, Texas in a saloon <laughs> for nine people. No one yeah. knows what I, nobody, yeah. nobody's going to jump and be like, heard it. Like, no, <laughs> right? no. And if they do, <laughs> then you just say, thank you for checking out my YouTube. I appreciate that. <laughs> right. or, like, yeah. I, have, I have a friend now. Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah or it's my dad or it's my dad back in maryland being like oh well i've heard that bit before and i'm like all right you go write a joke <laughs> yeah. like you do it dad yeah, yeah. it's just so easy you know yeah, right yeah no i i yeah that's that's how man but like you said it's a tough concept to wrap your head around when you first started yeah mm. so how have you uh, how's your family responded to to start and stand up in your late 20s were they supportive <laughs> or they like what are you doing i i think that they heard me at first and they were like oh you're gonna do comedy great like oh, okay yeah that, that's dope that's right, dope yeah and now they're just like wait you did what huh <laughs> what, what did you do yeah what, 
you going to Utah to do what? A special. So it's just like a little bit, uh, it's a little bit surprising, man, but they support me. The show that we had back home, um, I had my dad and a lot of my uh, family, they're my cousins. And anytime I'm back home, they, they come out in waves and support, man. So um, they share a lot of my posts and things. I don't even have to ask. Like, I just post That's something. Awesome, man. Before yeah. I know it, you know, it's, it's shared and things like that. And before I even announce it, they're already making plans to be at whatever show they're close That's to. That's amazing, so, dude. That's yeah, so that's good to have important. that support. Like, you got to. You can't do this by yourself at all. You'll get no, crazy. No, you can't, man. It literally takes a village. And I mean, as you guys know, this is a very, very lonely thing. Like you can have friends in comedy, yeah. but they don't, they don't, you know, people go home as an audience and things and you go home, you enjoy the show. You usually go to bed or something like that. Like if I go home and I have a good set, I'm laying up. I can't sleep because that's all that's on my mind. I mean, and exactly. That adrenaline, you're riding high on cloud nine. And then if I don't have such a good set, I'm like, what went wrong? Where did I, you know, what happened? How can I fix this? So either way, we're always in our head, man. Like we're crazy. I tell everybody, all <laughs> comedians, all comedians are weirdos. Yeah. We are. We're nice, but we're yeah. weird because we you know are. we're perfectionists. Yeah, we're perfectionists, man. So yeah, that's that that idea of like you know, you say you have like a new bit, the new bit crushes at mic number one. So you go to mic number two, then it bombs, and you don't even remember that it did well the first time around, but there isn't a third mic, and so now you're just, like, counting down the minutes so you get out on stage the next night. And then, like, you know, then the joke just is okay, and then you just scrap the whole joke, and you go home, <laughs> and you just turn on turn on Witcher, and then you don't leave your room for three days. And then you try it again <laughs> in three months, and it somehow gets into your rotation. Yeah, and then right. it's like, all of yeah. a sudden, it's fine. You're just like, ah. And if you don't do that at least 10 times in your life, you're not a comedian. You got to get fed up and be like, man, screw this. Oh, it's, oh, it's such a love-hate relationship, man. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, if you don't true. hate it a little bit, you're not doing it right. Right. Yeah, it's like, it, a, it's like a real relationship, man. Yeah. Well, And I, I think what's so funny about your, your story and so interesting about your story is you're the I think one of the first, person, first people we've talked to that it was like an instant trajectory right and so for your for your family that had to have been like oh, okay cool yeah try stand up out so, yeah try it out and then then you're on dry yeah. bar and it's like holy you know like just like you said but <laughs> i, I love that like yep. yeah you had this like immediate like you know just upward uh upward advance and I, I honestly just from meeting you now it just seems like it's coming from just approaching comedy with a very positive mindset and just like having having ambition without having ego because when you were talking about your uh, scene, that is a great way to describe you, Don. Yeah, that's fantastic. And, yeah, and it was just the way you were talking about your scene, and just like it was a it was a collaborative effort, and it was like the idea is that we all succeed, you know. And that's that's not common in in stand up, you know. It is like you have your comedy friends, and you know, but there is always that little voice in the back of your mind. Sometimes you're like, well, if the opportunity comes my way, I'm taking it and not telling them. You know that that does happen <laughs> a lot, right? But yeah, it's it's yeah, just nice. You know, it's nice and refreshing to see that that positivity in the whole thing. Thank you, brother, man. I appreciate it. You know, we get told all the time um, comedy is a one man sport. And I feel like it's a one man sport in different situations. You know, if you know, we can be friends. But if NBC comes calling Will Abels or Drew Harrison tomorrow, I don't expect them to be like, well, well, hey, uh, I don't want to take the out of field. No, take that. That is. Oh, you. yeah. That is your opportunity. Go get that, you know, for that being a one man sport. Also, comedy, I, I approach it. I listen to, you know, a lot of like music, rap music and stuff. And there are a lot of like lyrics that kind of just poke out to me. And uh, there was in, in Heart of the City, um, Jay-Z, it's a classic. And Jay-Z ends the, the song with the lines, respect the game, that should be it. What you eat don't make me shit. Where's the love? Mm -hmm. And essentially saying... I got, I, I, I kind of take that with comedy. I respect the comedy game. I respect it a lot. And I respect everybody that's in it. And just because you're having success um, doesn't mean that it's taken away from me and vice versa. Right. There's a there's lot. Plenty of spots. There. There's plenty of spots to go around. Man. Everyone acts like there's like 20 spots in the whole world for comedy. Yeah. And there's not. Yeah. There's plenty. And that's because they're not they're not doing their due diligence to find those spots. Like yeah. we've had to hit the ground running and find festivals and find all these other things, resources, Facebook. We've had to hunt for a lot of opportunities for you guys and building your tour. You had to hunt and get those opportunities lined up to where you made a run out of it. That takes mm -hmm. research. That takes being studious. That takes discipline. Not everybody has that in this game. And that's yeah. totally fine. 
but a lot of don't people be freak out me. when they hear no. You know, they oh, hear they no, do. they're like, oh, it's over. I'm done. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, I, that's what you get used to the most is the no's. Because at some point you get a no, it doesn't even phase you. You're just like, yeah, oh, you're just like I figured. That's good. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good, man. You get a rejection letter from a festival. I got turned down from the DC Comedy Festival two years in a row. And did you really? I, yeah, I did. That's and I got, surprising, man. I thought I feel you kill that festival. And listen, I got in um, finally this year because technically last year, but you know, COVID and stuff. Got in this year, got there, and one comic didn't show, so I ended up doing actually two sets that night. Oh, I did man. an earlier show, and then I did mine, and I did yeah. well at both. And that's what I wanted to go do. I wanted to go test myself in the DC market to see, hey, can I hang here? Is this something I can do? And I yeah. proved to myself that I, that I can. So now. I will be searching for more opportunities in that area to just go there and just do what I can. I don't care if I'm opening, hosting, it doesn't matter, but yeah. I just want to go there and prove, and prove myself. Wait, uh, yeah. Do you know Will's aunt, uh, Blair Postman? Uh, no. <laughs> we'll have to get you in touch with, with Will's aunt, aunt, Blair Postman. She's a DC Blair, comic. Blair and oh, my, cool. uh, yeah, Blair and my mom became good friends during COVID because I was doing all these online shows and I would just bring Blair on because she was really into it. But Blair is closer in age to my mom than she is to me. And they just became like friends because they both love cats. And it's <laughs> yeah. quietly ruining my life. Yeah. <laughs> and I love it. Uh, I love it so much. I was also going to say you should apply to the Baltimore Comedy Festival. I don't know if they're bringing it back or when they're bringing it back. But that was a that was a brand new festival that I did two years in a row. And it was fantastic. They, they and, guys uh, did such a great job. Yeah. I did. So in 2018, I did the Charm City one. That was in Baltimore. And yeah, okay, I think so. yeah, I I know come, exactly. Come, pull the mic, pull the pull the mic, cancel it exactly, forever. I know exactly what you're referring to, so that's. <laughs> I, yeah. I watched the whole I watched the whole thing go down. Oh my god, that was that. You know, Facebook has value in that. Like when it's not your scene, and you watch it crash and burn. Oh yeah, chef's oh, kiss. Num, num, I mean, num, num, just. Num, num, num. And you know the players just enough. Like, they're not your close friends. They're people that yeah. you've, like, gotten along with, maybe had a beer with. But when it's somebody that's kind of, like, burned you and somebody that you kind of like, and you just, oh, it's, I just, amazing. It's the best. Amazing. Oh, man. It, it was, it was, man, it was better than, it was better than, like, <laughs> reality TV, man. And when I saw, um, when I saw the, the organizer, that's who, that's who was just, like, going in on everybody. And I was like, <laughs> it's always a good sign. Yeah. yeah, I was like, man, I was like, oh my gosh, I was like, oh shoot, I was like, damn, I thought she was nice, but I guess these people did it wrong. And then, like, 103 comments later, I was like, oh, <laughs> I mean, it really was all one thread too. Yeah. <laughs> one thread. It was on a comment. It wasn't. It wasn't on nobody's like personal page. It was on the open on one of those. Oh. I think the Baltimore Comedy Scene page. And I was like, Ooh, I'm gonna yeah, do some research. Not, I can't. Yeah, this was yeah, not. It was quiet. It was ugly, ugly. Oh, that was that was nasty. Well, Don, I don't want to because I'm having a blast, but we got to wrap this up. But what are you, what you got coming in 2022? 2022, man, I'm still producing my show at the World of Beer in the epicenter. I got to get you guys out there. So still producing, man, still going to be, you know, performing the things. Still going to be, I started teaching a comedy class at the Charlotte Comedy Theater. Give them um, back. Nice. Okay. Yeah, yeah, man. So we just had our first uh, graduation uh, with students and things. It was dope. So, uh, Jane, I know I got my honorary degree. I appreciate you. I'm I'm sorry, Drew. (laughs) It made my night, dude. It took a boring night, and I was like, "Oh, what? What's up? Cool." (laughs) Thanks, brother. But yeah, that's about it, man. Just teaching a class and um, searching for opportunities, performing things, man. And yeah, that's it, man. Just keeping the train rolling, bro. Nice. Yeah. And, yeah. For, and for and for uh, non comics, where can they catch uh, the dry bar special? Um, they can catch the dry bar special um, when it comes out. I'll announce it, you know, whenever they put it all together. But it'll be oh. on the dry bar. It'll be on the dry bar app, um, so they can go download the dry bar app, um, subscribe, and watch the special in you know in its entirety. So that's what it'll be. It'll be streaming there. That's smart. They moved to an app now. They used to have yeah. like a YouTube page, I think. So they got an app. So now. they so they still have that too. So okay. I think the special drops in the app first. I'm not okay. for sure when it. I'm not for sure when it goes to YouTube, but I know it goes straight to the app first. Okay, it's like when, nice. it's when the film film moves to streaming finally, except for yeah, pretty much smart, smart, yeah, genius. Where can they find you on social media otherwise? 
Uh, social media, Instagram and Facebook at Don Garrett Comedy, Twitter, Comedian Don G. Uh, my website is dlgcomedy.com. And I believe that's about it. Yeah. Nice. Well, thank you so much, man. I had such a blast talking to you, hearing your origin story, hearing about the great things you got coming up, how you you guys are bringing the Charlotte scene together. It's good to hear man. Yeah. from a, a fellow Carolina comic. It's, uh, it's about time. <laughs> and we're, we're doing our part to make it a you know the best place that it can be for comedy the safest place that it can be for comedy and um you know we just want to keep going man so 2022 we're going to try to take that momentum we've capitalized on and just you know go further man and just do better things for the city so that's our goal man i love it man thank you so much yeah thank uh, y'all for nice. having me i appreciate you yeah dude yeah, of course. It was nice meeting you don yeah, hope you so. as well will man look forward yeah. to seeing you in person man hopefully i'll um, see you guys soon man and we'll chop it up take some pictures man drink some beers or something man um so i'm looking forward to it yeah dude as always subscribe down below uh or wherever you're listening to us hit that follow button we'll see you next time yes sir make sure y'all tune in y'all support these good brothers man drew harrison will ables support them man check out the podcast my funny friends just make sure man support comedy is a hard thing we're out here doing it for you guys love it thank you thank you guys man half the time you forget about me anyway so i'm just happy that you mentioned that oh, I was here. okay one time with my buddy from Wilmington and I look, we got on a tangent and I apologize. Okay. You didn't okay. get on a tangent. You started the podcast without me. <laughs> I was getting to <laughs> it. You know what I mean? Like, Sandman. It's like your, it's like your new girlfriend meeting your ex. You know what I mean? It was like one of those <laughs> things, you know, like it was, it was very awkward for me. I just want y'all to know I was the most awkward one in the room. Yeah. That does. I don't let that happen. My exes never meet. Once it happened one time, and it'll never happen again for the future of any of my relationships. One time, uh, I was out and about in my hometown uh, with a new girlfriend that eventually became my first wife. That we ran into five ex girlfriends. Oh my God, perfect. In one night. Amazing. It was horrific. I would have went home after the first. <laughs>